Hello and welcome to another episode of the Overcoming Life Podcast. I'm your host, Nishan Garrett, and I would like to do a video of this, but for some reason, I don't, I don't dude, I just don't, I don't know. I want to do a million things all the time, and I live for novel experiences, but you, I don't know. But sometimes it actually stops me from actually getting practical things done. Is anybody else like that? where you have a hard time doing just the practical things that you could be consistent in doing, but instead you search and go for novelty all the time. I don't know. I just get, I don't, it's not the case that I get bored. It's just the case that I want to try new things. I want to see a different, I want to see if I can figure out um, lighting and video and um, the audio. I want, I want to figure it all out. I'm that type of person. But uh, welcome to the Overcoming Life podcast. I'm your host, Nishan Garrett. I uh, started teaching on TikTok uh, for the God or the Father released me to do so um, on TikTok in like, I don't know, April of 2020. <clears throat> I've been studying um, for a, a long period of time up to that point. Um, I don't take teaching lightly. Um, I do my best to do so with humility and with patience and with kindness and um, and just basic morality, but sometimes I fall short of that, <laughs> uh, it, but <laughs> with that being said, we've been talking about, uh, the, what we've been talking about, the purpose of the wilderness, and in our last episode, we talked about how the, the wilderness, uh, is actually the, pr- where purpose for, of the wilderness is to return us back to minister to the people whom God has to us to minister to. Uh, it's where God teaches the overcomers that he is sovereign, that he is their protection, their refuge, their strength. It is a place where overcomers can learn that their lives are in God's hands and are completely 100% at his disposal. It is where you learn. Um, it's where you learn that whatever God does, whatever he says, however he Whatever he allows is good. Um, whatever he allows is good. And that is so difficult, right, in the midst of hardship. That is so difficult in the midst of um, the pain that we experience on a daily basis. Uh, I have family members who are struggling in addiction and struggling in mental health and struggling with many types of disorders. I see um, and hear many uh, of the atrocities that take place all over the world um, to to innocent people, uh, to children uh, with war, with anxiety, with suicide. It is absolutely terrible. And you ask yourself, how can a good God allow these things to happen? How can a good God allow uh, these things to happen? And I think that's a... That's the the question that I answer. I'm, uh, the answer to that question is not something that I'm trying to take on right now. But the only thing that I can say is we have to know by experience that God is working out things for the good. That somehow this history and this existence that we live in is um, is cruel and unjust, and we need. Um, we needed God to step up, and that is, that is why we have Jesus. That is why we have his sacrifice. Um, that is why we have 
the belief that we do because we believe that through Christ he is reconciling all things to himself and he's not counting the trespasses of of these people of humanity against them because they were subject to it and the only way that God can be good in this situation is if he saves humanity the only way that God can be good in this situation is if he alters and changes 180 degrees um, what has been done and makes it right. So in our lives, we have these experiences where even though we didn't know what God was doing, even though we didn't understand why he had allowed us to go through certain hardships and certain pains, in the end, we recognized and said, hmm, it was better that I went through that and went through um, and that you allowed me to go through that than for me not to, because I would not have learned this. I would not. This would not have happened. And these things would not have happened. And so we have to be very careful not to judge before it's time. We do not know exactly. And I, I don't want to be like one of those people who's like, well, God works in mysterious ways, brother. You know, I mean, who am I to tell a, a, a person who's who's dad died um in a preventable death uh, a preventable death um that god works in mysterious ways and well brother you know god just he's just will work mysteriously it's like i don't i i'm i'm not for that uh what i will say is that god is good and his goodness is depicted in that while we were subject to sin and slavery, and death, despair, hatred, violence, rape, murder, suicide, uh, alcoholism, drug addiction, whatever it is, while the whole world was subject to this, he, he made a way to reverse, to completely, 100% reverse these effects on our lives, and to restore and redeem and to reconcile and to bring restitution to those people who have been victims their whole lives. And that's what he plans to do. In our lives, we go through we go through experiences that God allows us to go through, right? Many and it's this wilderness experience. Um but we must know that God is there are many people who know that God is good and because it's quoted by their pastor every week and God is good all the time and all the time God is good but they don't know it experiment um excuse me uh experientially um we have to know by experience the goodness of God in bringing us out of situations that would have otherwise destroyed us and unless you've been in that kind of situation then um it's you know, it's good to have the head knowledge, but that head knowledge has to has to transfer into our hearts um, for us to truly come to uh, an understanding. And until this happens, we will um, we won't really know. Knowing isn't just a head knowledge. Knowing is happens by experience, and so everyone has to come to this conclusion. Uh, you have to come to this conclusion that that um, God 
can do the impossible and he can make it look easy, that he can um, make impossible situations, turn impossible situations into situations that uh, seem possible. I mean, he can do it in an instant. Uh, but in order to come to this conclusion, you have to you have to know it exper- experientially and not just have the head knowledge about what the scriptures teach about other saints. And this is one of the issues that I, I kind of have. I always do talk about my issues with the church, and, and this um, this teaching in particular will kind of express those in a, in a healthy way. Um, generally, I know it's uh, sometimes I sound like very uh, critical and very, um, very cynical in some ways, but I don't mean it to come off like that. It's it's I don't have an issue with the people. I just have an issue with the, the institution. The people I love, the institution I despise, uh, but none of that matters because it, what matters is what God wants, right? So when we go through life uh, in our Christian experience, we generally talk about the experiences of other great men of God, and we see this all the time where pastors will pull, you know, well, David, well, Abraham, well, Isaac, Jacob, uh, Jesus himself, Paul, the apostles, um, the prophets. They will pull out these these people from the Bible, um, and they'll talk about their experiences, but it seems like, oh, well, that's really cool. Like, that was them. What does that have to do with me, though, right? Because it seems really irrelevant to, to us, you know? And um, I used to remember thinking, you know, there was one pastor, there was a couple pastors in particular that I would listen to, and I would compare them with, with others, not in like a sense of what are you teaching, but how are you teaching, I guess, and what man are you teaching? Like, is it, uh, is, I think that the best teachers teach in such a way as to raise up people to be able to teach what they're teaching, if that makes sense, uh, Jesus, when he walked to this earth and he had his uh, 12 disciples, he was very aware that whatever he was teaching them, that he that they would be teaching other people. So he taught in such a way as to make it clear, at least for his disciples, that uh, you guys will be teaching this to other people. How do you know? Well, because he tells them, um, go and share the gospel that I've taught you to all the nations and baptizing them in, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost and um, teaching them everything that I've taught you, basically. And mm, so Jesus expected that. And I, I feel that many pastors today don't teach in such a way as to call people and raise people up to that level in some ways. I feel like there's like this, um, I want to, is it epistemological? epistemological it's like this knowledge-based distance it's like yeah 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 uh, of course but but you still need me to teach you it's not it's like it's it's always like this you still need me to teach you because that's my role in your life instead of listen you need to grow up i'm still gonna be here but what i'm teaching you you should be applying to your life in such a way that you can uh you can know from yourself and you can hear from god for yourself straight up when people hear from God, they should be teaching how to hear from God so that they themselves can um, can play the role that God has them to play. Uh, generally speaking, a lot of pastors, I don't hear them teaching about how to hear God for yourself, how to rely on his voice for yourself. And maybe, you know, maybe it's because they 
don't really want you to. I don't know. Like I, that sounds terrible, but I'm just I'm just saying what I what I what I understand because there's there is a lot of corruption that goes on in the church. There's a lot of people who are uh, who have the um, the mark of the beast, and the mark of the beast is just the love of money, guys. The love of money is uh, the mark of the beast, whereas uh, the mark of God is is um, obedience to 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 God. And so, with that being said, um, they'll teach these things about from the Bible about other people. But there was a few pastors I listened to, and I said, "Man, this guy! Not that he's always talking about himself, but he's talking about his experiences, you know." And I'm and not some like anti like anecdotal anecdotal way, uh, anecdotal anecdotal way. It's not um, like that. Like, oh yes, well, when I was growing up, I, I'm not. I'm not talking about sharing his test, his life testimony, how he found Christ or how Christ found him. I'm talking about this person living his everyday life and experiencing, um, hearing um, God in a way that's normal, uh, that's supernatural, but it's supernatural. It's normal for them. And the way that they live and the people that they encounter and the things that they do is supernatural. It's it's amazing. And when I started seeing that, I was like, wait a second. That's pretty incredible. You're not just taking a book of the Bible and using this guy because you don't have any experience. You're um, you're pulling out of your experience. And if you do bring them up, it's because um, y- there is a correlation to the things that you're experiencing as a Christian and what they went through as as a believer in, in the word of God. And so, um, generally, when we hear about Davids or the Pauls or these great men, we it, we have a hard time identifying with them. Why? Because they were great. They lived in a crazy time. They were anointed and close to the fountain and the well of, of information and knowledge who is Christ. They were closer to him. I mean, of course, it makes sense that they would be powerful and um, be able to hear clearly from God and to have all these amazing and crazy things happen to them. They lived in a different time, in a different place. They were different people, and they were anointed in a different way. And it seems irrelevant to us because, like, that's them. That's not really me. And then when we teach, we're telling other people about this other person. We're, we're just using secondhand information. But we don't ever get to be a witness to the things that God is doing in our lives because we don't recognize uh, – we, we just don't recognize the prophetic patterns that are happening in our lives too. And – because of that, we just say they are the biblical saints, but we, we are just ordinary people. And cue John Legend. No? All right. And yet, these men, they were ordinary too. They were. They were ordinary people too. And today, obviously, we call them saints, but any sainthood that they, have, that they could have attained was completely and totally on account of God's training. So we need to see them as they were when they were born, like we were when they were wetting their pants like we did, when they were immature, even once as we were, we need to bring them down to our level. And this isn't to necessarily dishonor these amazing saints, but uh, to make the scriptures more accessible to us. Some people look at the scripture and they see these mighty great men and they don't, they can't see themselves. And I'm not saying that the scriptures are all about you, but I am saying that we look in the scriptures as a reflection in a mirror. That's what the scripture says. That's what James says. So Elijah was a man of passion, just like just like us. We are, um, and that's in James chapter five or seventeen. And in the book of James too, we read that 
the, the scripture is a mirror. When you look into it, you see yourself for who you actually are, and you see yourself for who you're actually not, too. So all of the people from the Bible were in many ways the same as we are today. And the examples, they're just written so that we can learn from them. They undergo the same type of training that was found in the Bible. So here we come to the climax of this, uh, this conversation. In the midst of hardship, we learn the provision of God. We learn it. In the midst of condemnation, we learn mercy and love. In the midst of bondage and imprisonment, we learn jubilee, the jubilee of, and of utter forgiveness. And then at some point, God brings us out of the wilderness and back into the world or back to those that remain in Saul's household in that order so that we can minister to them. Uh, to those people who are still clinging to their golden calves of heart idolatry. That is why God brings you out, so that you can go back and, and teach them. Remember, look at Moses. He went up on the mountain, and um, he was in the wilderness for 40 years, first of all, but he spent a lot of time alone in the wilderness. And the purpose was so that he can go and deliver people. Look at Jesus. He went out to the wilderness. The purpose was so that he could start his ministry, to go minister to people. Look at David. He, he was in the wilderness for I don't know, seven, ten, ten to seven years. And why was that? So that he can uh, go go back to his ministry to prepare him for the ministry that he would he would have, right? So if you have been led out of the church, don't be surprised if one day, someday, God leads you back into the church. Um, and so when you do return, it will be a time to to teach people. It will be a time to 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 share the truth. In love, when God gives you the opportunity to share the truth in love, and if you find yourself being kicked out again, um, and I, could, I mean, I could tell you stories about me getting kicked out of church. Me and me and Steph, we both got kicked out of church. Maybe one day I'll, I'll give you guys that. Um, I will give you guys that story. Maybe on our next episode. It's crazy. I mean, just crazy stuff, guys. But yeah, was definitely kicked out of church and um, an assembly, and. It's not fun, no, not at all, but it forces you to cling to God. Um, and if it's a case that you get that kicked out of church, maybe it's a, it's maybe they're not ready to hear it. And then maybe maybe you're not really per, uh, fully equipped to share or minister to them either, depending on how you act, right? So it's really easy to blame the church for its immatur- immaturity and for its blindness. Super, super easy to condemn them. Um for not seeing all the doctrinal truths that God has actually shown us through a right lens. But we have to recognize that the Christians in the denominational system are precisely where God's put them. And this is exactly what we've kind of been pointing out, right? Whereas there is a harshness to to when we point out the issues that go on in the church system. Uh, but at the end of the day, they need to do whatever God is telling them to do. So if you're in a situation where you're in the church, then be where God has you to, where he has you to be, um, straight up. And if he calls you out, then come out. And if he hasn't said anything, or if you haven't heard him yet, do what you know to be right to do. And um, so everyone, uh, everyone, especially if they're truly trying to follow the Father, um, they will be where he wants them to be, and then uh, they'll they'll hear what he wants them to hear. So then again, too, if they weren't there, then you 
you wouldn't have anybody to minister to. So um, the, if they were waiting eagerly for the truth you have for them, they would not put on put everything on hold um, or they wouldn't put everything that you had taught them to the test, right? So um, here's the fact. We um, who are coming out of this place, of this institution, of this um, brainwashing in some sense, of this uh, this smoke screen that is an illusion of um, institution and religion. Uh, we need them as much as they need us, and they may need the word that you have for them, but you need them as a barometer to know whether or not you really learn to speak to them the truth and love. And if you can't speak it in love, then you shouldn't be speaking it at all, really. That's, I mean, that's how I view it, but I don't know. It seems to make sense to me because then you're condemning yourself, right? Because if you don't have love, then you have nothing. If, if it's not out of a place of love, then it's not out of a place of faith because faith works through love. So if you can't love somebody in the truth, then um, then get away from them <laughs> straight up. Don't, don't, um, don't try to force yourself to love people who God has not um, worked in your heart because you, it just God needs to work in your heart. That's it. And there's nothing wrong with that because we're all maturing. We're all getting to that point. Um, so if you haven't learned to speak the truth in love, they won't be able to hear any truth from you um, because unless it's made palpable by the love of Christ in you and by the power of the spirit inside of you, um, they will probably reject it. And the more that you and I become like Christ, the greater um, will be our ability to change other men's lives for the better. And this, after all, is what it is all about. This is what it's all about, guys. Changing people's lives, transformation. Um, some people call it ascension. Some people call it um, progression. Some people call it whatever you want to call it. But it's all about transformation. It's all about um, growing, progression, um, and, and just growing up, maturing. So that being said, Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, blessings to you and peace from God, our Father, uh, the creator, the source, the one through whom all things have been made. Uh, we will see you on our next episode on the Overcoming Life podcast. By the way, guys, if you guys ever want to read any of these books for yourself, um, a lot of what I do is I, I take a book and I'll go through it myself and then um, I'll hit on these little points and then kind of just add my own little commentary and stories and uh, throw a little character into it, I guess, my character. And and then I will, you know, finish the episode. But if you guys want to read these books just straight through for yourself, just go to godskingdom.org. You look in the book section. They have audios. They have books. There's a whole list and a whole way of seeing things that is um, – I, I mean, I'm telling you, it just, it is, it's just super powerful teaching. I just find it to be really awesome. And I don't um, listen to this solely alone. Um, I do a lot of studying for myself, but uh, I do use this as a core, a core for instruction for me right now. And, um, yeah. So, all right, guys, blessings to you, and we'll see you in our next episode.